Hello there. Welcome, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to Han Talks First. I am your host, Han. And this is my new Iron Man glove, my gauntlet. What do you guys think? So, of course, it's our new airtime for the podcast here on Sundays. And we got so much to talk about today. I we have to do two shows this week. That's how much there is to talk about. So welcome and let's jump right into it. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. So yeah, I'm glad you could join us here today. Uh, I'm glad you could be here. Like I said, there's tons to talk about. I wasn't too prepared, so let me pull up my notes here real quick and we can get started. Uh, Let me know if there are any technical issues on your end today. If you can hear me okay, if you can see me okay. Last week we had some technical difficulties, a lot of which. I apologize for that. We had to cut the show early, so we didn't get to do all the stuff that I wanted to do. But guess what? I figured out what the problem was. I figured out what the problem was with the stream. So for the past couple of weeks, we've been having tons of issues with the show, and it mostly has to do re- related to my camera. So the thing is, I just got this new webcam that looks great. You know, I mean, it's only 720p, but it still looks pretty OK. So what hap- the camera has a built in ring LED light on it. So what happened was if that LED ring light on the camera runs for too long, it starts to freeze. I don't understand how that's possible. It might be the power source it's connected to, which is my computer. It just can't handle it. But bad advertising. You would think that I bought the camera with a ring light for a reason. You would want it to work, but it didn't work. So anyway, now I use it without the light. So there's less lighting on my face, which is actually okay because a lot of you aren't here to look at me, even though I am one of the most handsome men in the world. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. You're here to listen to... Star Wars topics, Star Wars news, Star Wars theories, and things like that. And we got a lot to discuss today, actually. Tons of news that came out. So again, I apologize for last week. But what are we talking about today? So there was a Lego Star Wars uh, movie, a new one that was announced that we're getting this year. There's also, there was talk about a Marvel Star Wars crossover by the creators of the What If series on Disney+. Plus. We're going to be talking about that Bad Batch got a season two announcement that took everybody by surprise. But we have some quotes from the creators that we're going to read and discuss there. Also news on the Fallen Order sequels, not just one, but many different sequels coming down the pike. And also Star Wars Hunters, that small Nintendo exclusive uh, free game is delayed, similar to the Lego game delayed until 2022. So we'll talk about that as well, why that happened. And also the big news that really went down, a lot of people are upset about the Star Wars Hotel, Galactic Starship, I think is what it's called, Star Cruiser, that's what it is, a space cruise, so to speak, and people are obsessed with the price of it and how astronomically high it is to go to this park. And the last thing that we'll discuss today is actually uh, what I showed at the beginning of the show, if you're one of our video listeners you'll you'll see that I recently got the Iron Man gauntlet, which is pretty cool. And it like holds drinks and stuff. But uh, I got this at Avengers Campus. I went to Disneyland over the weekend for Chris's birthday. And we 
got to experience Avengers Campus. And now I have something to compare it to up against Galaxy's Edge. So we'll talk about my experience with that and my compare and contrasting between the two different parks. And that's really all we're going to talk about today. On my Twitter, I told everyone we'll be having two shows this week. Two shows because there is so much to talk about. So this episode is strictly on Star Wars news. Tomorrow, I will come back and do another episode. It might be at noon. It might be a little later. I'm not sure, but I'll let you guys know uh, later today. But tomorrow's episode is going to be all about the Disney drama that is going down. For those of you that have watched me for any period of time, you know that I am a huge Bob Iger fan. And I was so disappointed when he left or when he announced his succession plan at Disney last year in January. And things have been going downhill rapidly at Disney. And there's lawsuits. There's there's tons of uh, talent relations issues. There's profit participation issues. There's tons of contract issues going on and i want to discuss it because it will affect future star wars and marvel and disney brand overall and it's something i really find interesting so if you're interested in that come back tomorrow we will discuss that on the show as well and if you're joining us live welcome i'm so glad you could be here today i see a couple of you with us now on youtube and on twitch welcome i see year your network in the chat. Uh, it's so good to see you, my friend. It's been a long time since we chatted. Uh, welcome back. And of course, hello there to Max. And hello, Four-Legged Gamer, who I neglected to <laughs> say hello to last week. And of course, uh, Chris and anyone else who is watching but has not submitted their name yet. So let's just jump right into it. And actually, I wanted to kind of give my condolences to uh, J.W. Rinsler. Um, we talked about him a few weeks ago and he, you know, his family was doing a fundraiser for his hospital bills because he had, he got gotten cancer and he actually had passed away on July 18th. And for those of you who don't know who J.W. Rinsler is, he was the author of over 20, maybe even 30 different Star Wars books and behind the scenes books, making of uh, including the celebrated trilogy of the behind the scenes of Star Wars. He passed away. Uh, it kind of went under my radar. I, don't, I didn't see it. Uh, I was kind of shocked to hear the news, but he will be remembered fondly. Uh, here is a picture of him on the left with Ralph McQuarrie, the guy who designed Star Wars. And yeah, a lot of the topics that we have discussed on this podcast in the past have come from the books by J.B. Rinsler. So a beloved author. I'm sure you guys have read some of his books too. You know, it's so sad to hear that he has passed on, but his legacy will live on. If you guys have any great memories or book recommendations of him, throw it in the chat and let people know um, because it's not just Star Wars. He's done a lot more as well. So our regards go to his family and his friends and to the Star Wars community. Um, the other little kind of off the top thing, which I actually forgot to mention last week, is actually about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is, as you all know, my most anticipated show in the world. And the one of the actors, Sun Kang, uh, I think that's his name. I'm kind of doing it off memory. He had spoken out about his experience being on set of Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
And if you don't know who that is, that is the Asian actor who is in the Fast and Furious franchise movies. He played the character Han, and now he's going to be in Kenobi. We don't know what his role will be. People speculate that he will be a pod racer, but I think that's kind of uh, typecasting him just because he was in the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be a, a pod. Did I say podcaster? Pod racer. Pod racer. He might be a podcaster. That'd be kind of cool. A Star Wars podcaster in the Star Wars universe. Anyway. But anyway, he had said and confirmed that there are going to be more than one Jedi in the series and that his character shares a scene with Darth Vader. And he also talked about the joy of being on set and how everyone's like really enjoying themselves and it's really collaborative effort and things like that. All good things. But the one takeaway I I hear from this is one, there's more than one Jedi. Now he could have misconstrued that and seen a inquisitor and not known that they were bad bad guy not a sith but an inquisitor so that that's a possible theory but also there could be other jedis it does make sense it's in the time period where they're being hunted down so it could there could be other jedi in this series and one of my theories as to who that could be is actually one from the kenobi comic books a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and it was i can't remember his name now but he was hiding out on Tatooine and he was an ex Jedi, like from the order way back in the days left the order and had been in hiding ever since and running runs into Kenobi on the planet and tries to steal Luke Skywalker. Now, I don't think that's the storyline they're going for. I'm just saying that that's a possibility of a character. They could reintroduce and reinvent a story in his place. So there's that, but also that he has a scene with Darth Vader. That could imply maybe he's a villain. Maybe he is part of the Empire. Maybe he's just a bad guy or a mercenary or even a bounty hunter. All I know is we'll have to wait and see. And it's exciting nonetheless. And to hear about everyone on the set is having so much fun and smiling and laughing and being collaborative. That is what makes me so excited for the show. And I, I can't cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. We're going to have great shows on this podcast when that comes out. So anyway, uh, let's actually jump into the real stuff, okay? The real news that's been going down. And again, thank you all for joining us here live. By the way, if you're interested in supporting this channel in other ways than just listening and watching the video stream, you can go over to streamelements.com slash hontalksfirst slash tip. And you can tip the page and submit your questions or theories, and we will use them as main topics here on the show. Now, of course, you don't have to submit, but if you do, we really appreciate your support and it helps keep this channel growing. And of course, subscribe if you're not already subscribed and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere else that you may listen to Star Wars podcasts. So let's start off by talking about this new Lego Star Wars uh Oh, I didn't put the picture up here. Let me find the picture real quick. Here it is. So Lego and Disney just announced that there's going to be a new Star Wars Lego movie coming to Disney Plus on October 1st. And it is called Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Now, I don't know if you guys watched the holiday special or not, but it kind of got mixed reviews. I loved it. It's not canon. It's just 
stupid fun. That's all it is. It's just stupid fun. You know, these aren't really expensive projects to make, these Lego Star Wars things. So really, when you go into it, you should just see it for what it is. It's just for fun and mainly for kids. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I can't wait for this new one. Now, what will it actually be about? So this comes to us from the Star Wars website themselves. And its synopsis reads as follows. After the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Poe Dameron and BB-8 must make an emergency landing on the volcanic planet Mustafar, where they meet the greedy and conniving Grobola the Hutt. The crime boss has purchased Darth Vader's castle and is renovating it into the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury hotel. Does that sound familiar? Kind of sounds like what Disney did with Star Wars, (laughs) and they're making this new hotel. Anyway, so uh, while waiting for his X-Wing to be repaired, Poe, BB-8, Grobla, and Dean, a plucky and courageous young boy who worked as Grobla's mechanic, venture deep into the mysterious castle with Vader's loyal servant, Vanay. Along the way, Vanay shares three creepy stories linked to ancient artifacts and iconic villains from across all eras of Star Wars. And as Vinay spins his tales and lures our heroes into deeper into the shadowy underbelly of the castle, a sinister plan emerges. With the help of Dean, Poe, and BB-8, we, they face their fears and stop an ancient evil from rising and escape to make it back to their friends. So all in all, it does sound like a really cheap, um, really short movie similar to the holiday special. Sounds like it could have a lot of laughs in it nothing to take as canon or nothing to take too seriously. Of course, I don't think a lot of people will watch it to be honest with you, but Lego has made Disney star Wars content for a long time in the visual format. And I think they'll continue to do so. I am less interested in this one than I was in the holiday special, but I will still watch it nonetheless. So we have that to look forward to coming October 1st. Um, taking a look in the chat here to see what you guys are saying. No technical issues today. Thank you so much for letting me know. Uh, two legends in one photo. They will never be forgotten. Yes, uh, Ralph McQuarrie and uh, J.W. Rinsler. Um, fantastic creators. Um, as Star Wars gets older, we will start to lose some of those classic people. And uh, they will not be forgotten. And their work will live on. Uh, I know Vin Diesel says that with the family but i'm pretty sure that he will have a racer family (laughs) i think that the new lego movie could be very interesting but i really want them to make a star wars movie with horror elements or a straight up horror movie yeah so max we've talked about that a lot here um it could definitely be something interesting and uh it's definitely possible uh one common example we've brought up several times is the uh, the ca- the cave scene on Dagobah, uh, the dark side cave where Luke enters and goes and discovers his his darkest fears, which happen to be the fear of himself. And I think Star Wars could use some genre bending, especially when it comes to horror, because horror is one of my favorite genres of all time, and I really enjoy watching horror films. Uh, if you're watching on the video stream, I uh, apologize. I'm just getting my my gauntlet ready so I can... Wait, let me turn the Infinity Stones on. There we go. Look at that. 
So don't ask me how much this infinity glove cost because I don't want to share that information. <laughs> it was worth every penny. Anyway, so that's it for the Lego Star Wars movie. Something to look forward to. Now, on top of uh, stuff to look forward to, if you guys are fans of Marvel, there is the What If series coming out very soon to Disney+. And its creators had an interview with Collider. And they actually talked about the idea of crossing over with Star Wars in this What If series. And it actually was discussed at some point during its development. So let me see here if I can pull up this information, get my notes straight away here. Um, I don't have a picture to share, but I will read from this article anyway. So anyway, in an interview with Collider, head writer AC Bradley and director Brian Adams, Andrews, excuse me, spoke about their involvement in trying to bring the two franchises together. Bradley said, I was kind of notorious for trying to get a Star Wars character involved. We did try at one point, but it's kind of like play with the sandbox that you were given. We gave you the entire MCU run with that. And then she went on to say, I was like, okay, but still Luke Skywalker would be an amazing Avenger. Now, despite that, no current plans to bring a galaxy far, far away to the MCU, the MCU multiverse, Andrews didn't rule out the possibility of something happening in the future. He said, who knows if fans want to watch it and love it and clamor enough in future episodes, who knows what could happen? Who knows? What if, right? So all of this is speculation. Obviously, in the first season of What If, they are not introducing Star Wars into the series, and I don't think they ever will. Yes, they had discussions about it when they were creating the project, but it never went anywhere. And my main reason as to why I don't think that will happen is because of one person, Kevin Feige. So back in February of this year, a few months ago, uh, Kevin Feige actually spoke out about this because he was asked if Star Wars and Marvel could ever cross over with each other. And if you guys remember, he actually assured us that there would never be a crossover under his reign at Marvel. So here's what he actually said. If you'd ask me if anything we're talking about right now was in the realm of possibility 20 years ago, I would have said, I don't think so. But I really don't think so. I don't think there is any reason for it. And I don't think there will be a crossover. So Kevin Feige is not interested, hasn't even thought about it. And I, I honestly can't see it either. I think it would, I think it would break both of the franchise's character and I think it would totally throw people off. I mean, look at the Marvel MCU and what used to be the Fox Marvel universe. X-Men, New Mutants, all that kind of stuff. General public fans don't realize that they're two different entities, that they're two different studios, at least at the time. And it's really hard for some people to grasp that idea if you're just a casual viewer and it's understandable. So if one was to cross over, let's say, Anakin Skywalker with Thanos, for example, that's brand confusion out the ass, you know? I think it's safe if Star Wars is Star Wars and Marvel is Marvel. Now, we just talked about the Lego Star Wars movie. 
that is a good example of where I think we can see a crossover event. Something like Lego, which is a brand of itself. And when you're playing with Legos, you play with different types of IP. Uh, you, you can play with a Spider-Man Lego, and then you can switch over and play with a Transformers Lego, and you interact with the world. That's what playing is. And it's it, it's not really out of character for that type of toy or, or uh, franchise. But when it comes to live action or animated stuff that is on Disney Plus and is well-established already, I don't think it can work. And Kevin Feige doesn't think it can work. Um, maybe it could. You know, Maybe there is someone out there with an idea that hasn't been presented yet in a way that it could work. But I think it would be extremely ambitious, extremely tedious, and a difficult task to do it anyway but who knows so that's it with the what if series crossover i'm not too interested in the what if series but i might watch it i don't know we'll have to wait and see anyway so the other bit of news here is about bad batch now for those of you who watched the bad batch congratulations uh i i do not like the show anymore (laughs) (laughs) I was doing reviews every Sunday and then I got to like episode eight and I was like, what is going on with this show? I totally lost interest. It was such a shame because I thought it was building something pretty great. And ultimately, I thought it was building to a very tragic ending, one that would include the death of all of the members of the Bad Batch. And even though I'm, I stopped watching the show halfway through, it doesn't mean I'm not going to finish it. I'm actually waiting until the whole series is finished, and then I'm going to binge everything. Because I don't like setting aside time for something that I really, once a week, for something that I really don't enjoy anymore. So I'd rather just do it all at once, get it out of the way, and then talk about it after. Now, a lot of people like it, so my goal isn't to trash it for any, any of you who do enjoy the show, but... When I heard that they were doing a Bad Batch season two, I was actually even more disappointed uh, than I was at watching the actual first season. And I would have been disappointed even if I liked the show a lot. And part of that is because of how the show has kind of set up this this ultimate tragedy. Like I said about it really feels like it's going to end where all the characters, all the main characters die. Because there's nowhere else for them to go in this in this franchise. And unfortunately, you know, they're they're coming back for season two. I have no idea where that can go. I think it's going to get a little too muddied and it's going to blend in with other parts of the timeline that it takes place. And I don't I don't think it can make sense for this this series. This series really felt like a limited series, a spin-off of the Clone Wars that would introduce characters like Omega bring back characters like Cad Bane, uh, reestablish Fennec Shand as a character, and then show us where they can go and how they can be implemented going forward. But that's just me. A lot of people are excited about a season two, but I feel like this, this series has reached its end. I do not think it can get any better. The first episode was perfect. It was great. Uh, honestly, this whole entire season could have probably been one single movie. 
the animation and the artistic choices and the voice acting and the direction is all great, but it feels very, it's like putty and it's being stretched as much as it can through 16 episodes. And it's just, it's just too much. It's, it's, it's not filler to say, it's just very dull. And I think there's a bigger story to tell that can be done in a quicker amount of time. So anyway, here is what the press release was for the bad batch season two fans have enthusiastically embraced the action and drama of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Have we? Have we? Anyway, it goes on to say, and we are all excited to see that Star Wars Animated Universe will continue to expand on Disney+. And this is said by Michael Paul, who is the president of Disney+, and ESPN+. And he continues and says, as the dedicated streaming home for the Star Wars franchise, we can't wait for the second season of this fan favorite animated series. Fan favorite? Fan favorite animated series? Look, just because the numbers for the first couple episodes were fantastic doesn't mean it is the best, okay? (laughs) I actually ranked this below Resistance, believe it or not. That uh, really crappy Star Wars show that was out for two seasons. And I think this one's going to get canned after its second season as well again i i really don't my goal isn't to just talk shit about this show but look i really think they could have hit a home run with one season 10 episodes finish out the storyline kill off the bad batch in the most respectful way okay don't take that the wrong way but kill off the bad batch and that builds this huge foundation for the omega character omega and she can like go on and introduced into live action shows such as the book of Boba Fett with Cad Bane and Fennec Shand and all this kind of stuff. That's just me. Now, to be fair to all the people that do like the show, I have not continued after like the eighth episode, I think maybe seventh. I don't know. Maybe it gets better. Maybe I'm crazy. I just think resources could be going into different projects, better projects, but we'll have to wait and see. Let me know what you guys think. I cannot get through the show. If you guys are still watching it, let me know what you think about it because, you know, I, I have to, uh, at some point, I'll try it again. But now is not the time. <laughs> I, have to, I have too many other things I'm focused on, and the Bad Batch is not high on my priority list. Bad Batch is only. Uh, let me see if you guys have anything to say about the Bad Batch. Um, I'm not sure if you do or not. Um, Max says that I would love a cameo from a Star Wars actor, and the Marvel characters ask, Where are you from? And the Star Wars characters say, from a galaxy far, far away. That's that would actually that's pretty cool. That that'd be a great promo, you know, for something. I think that could be really cool. Um, he also goes on and says, "To be honest, I wasn't surprised that there will be a season two because it makes it made and makes money." Um, so here's the thing: uh, the Bad Batch actually uh, does not make any any money. Um, and because it is it's put on a streaming service now they they make they make viewership uh but it actually there's no return on that investment other than subscriptions and i would i would put money down to say i don't think they made any new subscriptions for releasing the bad batch you know with shows like wandavision loki the mandalorian I, I guarantee they get new subscribers for those kind of shows. I wouldn't think that the Bad Batch would do that. I could be wrong. But um, 
as far as getting greenlit for a season two, that's because of the numbers. So they got huge viewership numbers for the first couple episodes, maybe even afterward. But I hear a lot of people losing interest in the show. Um, but we got to remember, too, this is made for kids, right? The Bad Batch is made for kids. Disney Plus is essentially made for families and children. So maybe it is popular with them. And uh, we'll just have to see. But you, you're on the right thinking path. You know, when, when something makes money in Hollywood, when something gets viewed a lot in Hollywood, it gets a sequel, right? It gets a, a second season. What's up, Sith Care Bear? It's good to see you. Um, welcome back to Han Talks First. Good to see you again. Uh, and he says, I knew from the start that it would be multiple seasons. The plot developed pacing is too similar to the Clone Wars. It is very similar to the Clone Wars, isn't it? It's kind of what we just talked about, how it's it's essentially, it's a, it's, I've been saying this from the beginning. The Bad Batch is the Clone Wars season eight. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just rebranded to try and make it fresh and something new. But it is Clone Wars season eight because it's it's the continued story. And look, Dave Filoni is overseeing the project, right? Dave Filoni knows this universe. He knows his characters. He clearly has a story to tell there. I, I, th- I, I think, you know, now that I think about it, Dave Filoni is not the type of person who, if his, his boss, Kathleen Kennedy, is like, uh, the Bad Batch season two, uh, Bad Batch is doing good, do a season two. I don't think he's the type of person who, if he didn't feel like there needed to be a season two and it only needed one season, I feel like he's the type of person who would stick to that and be like, I, I respect you want to do another one, but the story is finished. Let's move on and try and do another project. So because I think that's how he thinks and his mindset, there must be a story for season two, maybe three, maybe four, right? There's got to be. Maybe he has an outline. He's definitely that kind of, has that kind of disposition and outlook on his project. So thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts there. That actually put it into perspective a little bit. You know, maybe there's a plan. Maybe there's something going on here. Anyway, I think the season finale is this, the end of this week. So in a couple days. And once it's out, I will watch the remaining eight episodes and I will get through it. And maybe we'll have a Bad Batch discussion here on the show. And we'll, we'll talk about it there. But anyway, season two. Looking forward to it. Not looking forward to it. Doesn't matter. Either way, we're all Star Wars fans at the end of the day. And we all park our x-wings in the same hangar if you know what i'm talking about and no that was not a sexual innuendo you freaky freaky people (laughs) i'm kidding okay anyway speaking of video games a little bit because we were talking about the lego uh actually we weren't talking about video games new subject fallen order jedi fallen order and if you guys remember it was about two years ago two and a half years ago jedi fallen order was released and it was a great game in my opinion i really love this game borderline open world video game not really but it you had the ability to travel uh interplanetarily and you could choose where you wanted to go and you can kind of explore these big islands and etc and it was a third person which I'm actually not a fan of, but in this game, it works. And I feel like you kind of have to with lightsabers. But anyway, it was it introduced a new character, takes place after 
um, Order 66 and the experiences in the time period. I thought it was great. It, it, was, it was a great video game. And now we finally have confirmation. We knew that this was happening. We've talked about it on the show before, but now we have official confirmation that EA Games is continuing with Fallen Order sequels. Sequels with an S. We're getting more than Uno. So here is what EA had to say. So during a recent earnings call with investors provided a small update on the future of the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order franchise and in the process more or less confirmed that a sequel to hit the 2019 game. And in a previous earnings call, EA confirmed that in addition to being a critical hit, Fallen Order was a huge commercial hit as well, proving the demand for single-player, story-driven Star Wars games. So they went out on their Twitter and they specifically said, Fallen Order sequels are in the works. This is great news. This is round of applause. We've been begging for a sequel. And to be honest with you, I don't know why they didn't greenlight it sooner. People love this game and it made a crap load of money. Uh, like a, a, a bantha turd load amount of money. Like it was huge. And fun fact about Jedi Fallen Order it actually was when it was first being developed, it wasn't in license with Star Wars. It was actually its own original game idea. And it had nothing to do with Star Wars. It was just about a, an adventurer who went around and did puzzles and things like that. And then Star Wars, ha Disney had approached EA about making a Star Wars game. And rather than starting from scratch, they said, what else, what do you have right now that we could implement to it? And they presented this game and then they changed it up and they added lightsabers and they added uh, ships and they made it Star Wars canon, mixed it with the lore. And that's how we got it so quickly, because if you think about it, the game shouldn't have come out as quickly as it did once the deal was made. So that's kind of an interesting story about Fallen Order that I, I just I think is fascinating. So this could be a reason why getting a sequel is taking such a long time because it, it takes years to make a good game. Look at look at Halo Infinite, for example. Good God, don't get me started on Halo Infinite. I've been waiting for this game for years, and it keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And uh, Anyway, Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Cannot wait. Uh, I hope you guys can't wait either. Um, at some point, we should, we should do a video game stream. We've actually never done a video game stream on this podcast channel before. So at some point, at some point, I'd like to do it. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. I just hope that the story holds up as they progress. I think you're, I think that was for Bad Batch, but it could be applied to anything. Story must hold up if it progresses. That applies to everything in life. Max says that I think there will be, I think that there will also be Jedi Fallen Order spinoffs, and if the sequels are successful, maybe even a Diz's, a Diz's Plus series or a movie. I know you meant Disney. I'm just giving you a hard time. And I think that Jedi Fallen Order will come out in 2023. Interesting. So, yes, uh, I, I totally agree that Jedi Fallen Order is going to get spinoffs. Um, it would be really cool if we got some about the, the, the Seventh Sister or just the, the Inquisitors in general. I think that'd be pretty cool. Darth Vader is like your master and you play as a Sith rather than a Jedi, even though inquisitors aren't sith but you know what i'm talking about that would be pretty cool as well but yeah we can expect all that kind of stuff 
EA just lost their exclusive license to Star Wars video games, which means they have to step up the game, right? They have to make a bunch of great new stuff that people love. So they will be doing a lot and we can look forward to a lot too. 2023 is a safe bet. I think we can see that uh, real soon. And we might even get an official announcement, maybe even a teaser with uh, concept footage at next year's Star Wars celebration. Uh, okay, just off random topic. Next year's Star Wars celebration. How insane is that going to be? I mean, Obi-Wan, Andor, Mando, Book of Boba Fett, the Star Wars Hotel. Eh, on the Star Wars Hotel. But then like the Bad Batch and... Um, uh, what else is coming? Ahsoka and then the, the video games and all this crap. Rogue Squadron. <gasps> Guys, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm having heart palpitations just thinking about all this stuff that is coming. We're going to be busy on Han Talks first. We're going to be very busy. Very, very busy. So now speaking of video games, let's talk about Star Wars Hunters, which nobody cares about, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's a Nintendo exclusive game and we got a teaser for it in February and just like that Lego Skywalker saga game, it's delayed again. Now this isn't a big, huge game. I mean, even Nintendo themselves has said it is a free to play third person shooter, Nintendo limited and very small in scale. So there's that it's delayed again. I kind of was looking forward to it mostly because it's free. And free is always good for me. And but here's my theory on to why this is delayed. And I think it's actually because they're going to change it rather than being an exclusive to Nintendo, but actually make it across platforms. I think that is why they have delayed the game. Maybe they're working on it and they've realized we have something really special here. Let's make it available to everybody, not just Nintendo. Now, I don't know how the licenses work with video games. I'm not big onto that kind of business, but that could be a possibility. And I've seen other people suggesting it as well. So that's my theory. But that's it for Star Wars Hunters. No real major announcements there, but it's coming. We have something else to look forward to in 2022. Again, next year is going to be insane for Star Wars. I I don't don't think you guys understand. This is going to be insane. I am... am, uh, I'm gonna lose my uh, I'm gonna lose my Wookies over here. Okay, so now the last two things I wanted to talk about are the Star Wars Hotel that was just recently had a trailer and an announcement about the cost, and a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are complaining about it. But in conjunction with that, I want to talk about Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge and also Avengers Campus at Galaxy's Edge. And I have been, I, I again, I went there this weekend, got myself Infinity Gauntlet. So, you know, be careful what you say to me on my chat boards. I'll snap you away. And I'm mainly talking to you over at Twitch, all you people at Twitch. You guys are pretty mean to me. Anyway, (laughs) so I went there this weekend with my girlfriend. It was her birthday. That was her gift from from I. And we had really fun. The Avengers Campus totally blew me away. The year before, I had gone to Galaxy's Edge. Now, Galaxy's Edge was 
it was exciting. There's not much to do there. And there is only sequel things to do. Now, I'm not saying that's, you know, uh, that's that the sequels are bad or something. I'm just saying that it's Star Wars land and you only have a small fraction of Star Wars stuff. So needless to say, it was a little disappointing. Galaxy's Edge. I will say the Galaxy's Edge VR game, uh, Tales from Galaxy's Edge, is incredible and it makes me like the park more. But Galaxy's Edge has nothing to do with Star Wars. It was it, it was created so that they could implement new things from the park into it. But Batu, that's not it's it's from nothing in Star Wars. It, it's all new stuff. Black Spire Outpost, it's new. Um, Olga's Cantina, that's new. The Millennium Falcon ride is average uh, to me. You know, there it's a four-person cockpit, and only one person gets to man the controls. That's not really an immersive experience. And if you want to try and go again to try and get the driver's seat, you have to wait three hours in the line. Now, I can't speak on Rise of Resistance because when I went, that ride was not open yet. I've heard amazing things, and I'm sure it's an amazing ride. I can't speak on it. I haven't experienced it. And the mainly for me, it's just about, you know, when I think Star Wars, I think Darth Vader. I think, uh, you know, Jedi. I think Stormtroopers, all that kind of stuff. And there's really not much of that at Galaxy's Edge. And then they announced that they were doing the Star Wars Hotel. And when I think about how Disney, the parks, are approaching Star Wars property and Star Wars fan, audience, interaction, experiences, I don't think they're doing it right. And so before I act, we actually talk about the hotel, the things that come with it, the price of it all, uh, I want to compare Galaxy's Edge to Avengers Campus. Now, when I went to Avengers Campus with Chris, uh, you walk in and you immediately you see recognizable things. You see um, Doctor Strange's Sanctorum. You see the Avengers building, and it's massive and it's beautiful. You see what used to be the Tower of Terror, but is now the Guardians of the Galaxy breakout. But what's really amazing is it is the collector's um, uh, museum. And the, the, what used to be the hotel is now a col the collector's room. And you walk through and you get to see all of his collection. You get to see tons of species, Iron Man suits, uh, Cosmo the dog, and Asgardian tech, all this kind of stuff. It was so cool. And there are free shows that happen in the park that you don't have to wait in line for. I watched uh, Taskmaster try and break into the Avengers campus and Black Widow and Captain America stopped him. And they had like fist fights, sword fights on top of the building in front of the entire crowd. And it was incredible. Thor was walking around. Um, Black Panther, he was on one of the Avengers trucks that was sitting next to the Avengers campus and people could go meet him. Ant-Man and the Wasp were out there walking around, talking to people, interacting. It was just, it was stuff that you're familiar with and you actually got to see it without waiting in line 
we did the Spider-Man ride, which was which was great. Um, it had a so the Spider-Man ride. What makes it so special and why people are raving about it is because it uses augmented reality. So when you walk in and do the ride, you're basically shooting these targets with your web slinger. And you just put your hand like this in the, the little I love you sign, the Spider-Man sign, and you aim at what you want to shoot at and you web slings at the targets. Now it's using AR to a AR. Augmented reality? Yes. It's using that to recognize your hand movements and shoot the webs from it. So you put on these glasses and you actually see the webs come out of your hand and shoot the targets. It's incredible technology and it was so immersive. And that's the type of stuff that was missing in Galaxy's Edge. And to be honest with you, I don't think they've learned their lesson. Disney. And I think we're going to see the same mistakes implemented in the Star Wars hotel which they are calling what are they calling it the galactic star cruiser terrible name by the way terrible name (laughs) awful name anyway let's actually jump into what this star wars hotel business is all about so the biggest here is a picture of what it quote looks like now this isn't what it's going to look like on the outside this is just a concept of the ship that you are on board of now look it's it's a nice idea in theory but when we get into the details of this this cruise and what they offer especially for the price it's there's a lot of mistakes here and i think we I think we could have predicted this by seeing Galaxy's Edge. Now, the Star Wars Hotel, this thing is going to send your wallets into the unknown regions because it is unbelievably (laughs) expensive. So the rollout for Disney's Galactic Star Cruiser, again, terrible name, was hasn't been as smooth as the company had probably would have liked it to be. So after it was revealed, the pricing packages for this new Star Wars theme accommodation, the response from the fans wasn't exactly enthusiastic. If any of you have a Twitter account, you probably know what I'm talking about. What was really funny was the day that this was announced was the day that I was at Disneyland. And we were waiting in line for the freaking Little Mermaid ride which don't give me crap for it was it was hot it was really hot and you know that's a a wet ride so (laughs) it had nice ac inside but anyway we're waiting in line and then chris starts reading to me like oh my god have you seen like what is happening with the star wars hotel like we're never going to be able to go and we had tons to talk about with it and like complaints mostly but anyway my my main issue was like who is the demographic Who is the demographic for the Star Wars Hotel? Let me explain. So I'm going to put up a picture here of the interior of one of the rooms. And one of the press packages of this says that a family of four can expect to pay nearly $6,000 for two nights on board this standard cabin. Meanwhile, a couple without children can pay, expect to pay $4,809 for the one-of-a-kind choose-your-own-adventure-in-this-galaxy 
not so far, far away. So first of all, those prices are outrageous. Like I said, you can send your wallet into the outer rim of the galaxy because you're never going to see it again if you go to this hotel. It's so expensive. Not only that, but you have to book a two-night event if you want to go. You're required to do two nights for this experience. And there's there's so much more we're going to get into. But apparently, you're not allowed to leave the, the experience. I, I don't fully know. We'll, we'll get into it. But look, so the, the basic price for this thing is more than the average price of an Orlando resort room. It is astronomically insane now the prices at disneyland resorts were already extremely high but the star wars hotel is another animal completely and let's get back to this picture here one of the this this is a standard cabin room that you could stay in this looks nothing like star wars i mean i haven't seen this looks more honestly you know what this looks like it looks like straight out of the movie the fifth element have any of you seen the fifth element First of all, it is definitely in- heavily inspired by Star Wars. Bruce Willis, uh, what's the other? What's the girl's name? Can't remember the girl's name. She's great. And then it has um, Chris Tucker and Gary Oldman. It's a great movie, um, wacky movie, fun movie, insane movie. But the rooms look like they're out of this movie, not Star Wars. Like, why does it look like this? I mean, even if even if they wanted to go basic the basic route and make it look like the inside of the death star that's fine that's something we can relate to but again this is the same issue that happened with galaxy's edge there's nothing familiar when you're walk I mean, think about when they did the movies when they did the movies you know force awakens last jedi rise of skywalker heavily nostalgia based so they could grasp onto our feels and take all of the cash from our wallets right why didn't they apply that to the hotel? Whenever we're going to a hotel, we're going to get away from our normal lives to dive into an immersive experience at some other world. So why not give us the world that we know already in Star Wars? I just can't get over how much this does not look like anything I am familiar with at all. It, it just doesn't. <laughs> it, this next picture here is of what they're calling the dining area. Now, I will say this looks... It does look cool, but again, this looks like something straight out of the fifth element or the casino planet on um, in The Last Jedi. What was that planet called? Does anyone remember the casino world? I don't remember. Um, but again, it's looking at the pictures, looking at the stuff, you know, it, it's not familiar to me and it, it worries me. Uh, before we really get into what what you get for the price, what else comes with the, the hotel and things like that, I'm going to take a look and see what you guys are saying about it. If you have any thoughts, maybe you have a different perspective than I, and then we will keep talking about it. So let me head over to the chat and see how you guys are doing over there. So um, starting off, actually, Max has an interesting comment. To be honest, the reason why I'm really excited for... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said I'm not excited. You say I am excited for Star Wars Celebration because I want movie news and news on the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Um so you think we're going to get some news at 2022 celebration? Interesting. I don't. But that <laughs> we've had this conversation before. If it does happen, I'll be really excited for you. That'd be pretty cool. Um, Captain Rex, good to see you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Um, we're talking about the Star Wars Hotel right now. Um, year kicks. Thanks, buddy. 
Thanks for that. I appreciate it. I hope you're, uh, feel free to jump in anytime, share your thoughts. Uh, Sith Care Bear says, that is what Galaxy's Edge should be like. They are trying their own hands out of what seems like spite towards Lucas. So, I yeah, I can see why you're saying that. Uh, I understand why they did what they did. I understand why they made Galaxy's Edge the way that they did. I don't agree with it, but I understand the goal. Kathleen Kennedy had commissioned them to scrap the original pro- original ideas for Galaxy's Edge. Do you know what they were originally going to do for the Galaxy's Edge? They were going to put prequel stuff, original trilogy stuff, and sequel stuff. Everything. They were going to have props from the movies. They were going to have ships. They were going to have all the characters. They were going to have rides that were actually from the movies and things like that. You know, you could go to Dagobah. You can go to Hoth. And that's not me being a facetious or reading, telling you something I read like on the internet that's coming from the words of the Imagineers who were working on galaxy's edge. They were working on it. They were making it about all the movies and implementing things people were familiar with. And then Kathleen Kennedy jumped in and well, Bob Iger called the Imagineers and said, Kathleen Kennedy is coming by the studio to talk to you guys about galaxy's edge. And they got worried. (laughs) Understandably. So she came by and she said, Stop all you're doing here. We need to make something new. We need to make something that um, we got to go forward with the Star Wars universe. We can't look backwards. All this stuff is for 40-year-old men, and we need to look forward. We can't look behind us. What? What? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Movies last forever. Okay, movies last forever. Star Wars is going to last forever. You can always change a park. You can always change it. Uh, you can like you know put Dagobah one day or one one year or two, and next year make it something else. Put turn it into something. Else. They do it with rides all the time. But I understand her thinking to want to go forward. But you can you can implement new things while still servicing the things that exist. I mean, if I go to the back to the Little Mermaid, if I go on the Little Mermaid ride. Okay, and I see a character I have never seen before in the place of Ariel. I'm going to be like, what the hell? Where is Ariel? Right. (laughs) It's not what you're familiar with. And that's what they did with Star Wars. But if they had Ariel and they had the new character interacting, I could be like, that's interesting. When does that new character come into play? Are they remaking the Little Mermaid? See, that's why it makes sense. So, yes, it does seem like in spite towards Lucas. But I also understand they wanted to go forward. I just think they went about it the completely wrong way of doing so. Um, uh, he also says, like, they resent everything before them. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that thought, Sith Care Bear. It opens the eyes to a lot of people. Um, but I think we're on the same path here. Darth Chaco is in the chat. What's up, Darth Chaco? Good to see you. It is way too expensive. I agree. Way too expensive. Which which is uh, another good reason why I can plug my tip link at streamelements.com. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to plug that again. But yes, the hotel is way too expensive. And to be honest with you, actually going to Disneyland, going to going to Galaxy's Edge isn't that expensive if you're a California resident. Now, I know that's kind of boastful of me to say, but when you look at the price of going to the park for a day compared to the price of just going to the hotel for two days, it's 
astronomically insane. And it's a hotel. Compared to the park, I'm getting way more out of the park than I am at the hotel, which we'll get into again here in a second. But Darth Chaco, it's good to see you, my friend. We need to do another show together. If you guys are not familiar, Darth Chaco is a Star Wars creator. And he has the High Ground podcast, which you can check out. And um, you can check out our episode that we did together a little ways back. It's simply called My Conversation with Darth Chocolate. So good to see you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. They are catering to a specific part of society that is not the average Joe. I agree with you. They are aiming for the financial elite, the 1%. Exactly. That was my, one of my main topics about this. What is the demographic? Clearly, it is for the people that can afford it. But what does that get them in return? Some of the things we're going to talk about tomorrow on an episode of Han Talks First is Disney's relationship with their park visitors, with their audiences, with the moviegoers, with their talent. And they're definitely not realizing where the energy and the efficiency comes from, from the support of the people like me and you who actually want to visit a Star Wars hotel one day. Even if it sucks, we still want to go, right? <laughs> we want to have that checked off our bucket list. So that's one thing that I think they totally botched as well, figuring out who to market this towards. So for one, nothing is familiar. It does not look like Star Wars to me. It looks like the fifth element. And number two, I cannot afford to go to this hotel. So that means I'm not the demographic. They did not consider a Star Wars fan to go to the Star Wars hotel. I, I, it's just, it, it blows my mind. I just don't understand what is going on. Yeah, it looks like Will, Bruce Willis's apartment. It does. It totally does. If anyone knows the name of the girl who is in Fifth Element, please let me know. I, I cannot, for the life of me, remember her name. She's in um, Resident Evil as well. I can't remember. I didn't know the price, but this is just over the top. Well, the door looks like Star Wars. <laughs> well, the door looks like Star Wars. You're, you know what, Max? You're right. The door looks like Star Wars. I forgive everybody who worked on, <laughs> on this project. The door looks like we're good. We're, I can't. I didn't even notice the door. I didn't even see it before. The door is. The door looks like Star Wars. Uh, you, yeah, we can. We can wrap the show. It's totally worth the price because they. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just messing with you, Max. Don't take that personally. <laughs> I think you were joking, but yeah, the price is definitely over the top. I feel you. Canto Bite. Thank you. That's the name of the casino planet. So doesn't this look like Canto Bite a little bit? Now. I guarantee you, I guarantee fucking to you, that's not what they were going for. But it does look like Canto Bite. I will give them that. Um, Sith Caravan says, I think Johnson is out for a while, if not permanently. I do too. Uh, I, think, I think permanently, honestly. I think if he does come back, it might be for television. Mandalorian, something else, you know, I, I could see him doing that. Um, I wouldn't be looking forward to it, but I, I do feel like he wouldn't want to come back. He's been very silent on the whole thing for a while. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, 
Captain Rex says, bro, the hotel is super overpriced. You said it. You said it, my friend. You know what, everybody? Luckily for us, I have the Infinity Stones. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to snap my fingers and I'm going to make it. What should the new price of the hotel be? How about $5? But you have to prove that you are a listener of Han Talks first to be able to get in. Actually, you know what? If you can prove that, you can get in for free. There you go. Just snap my fingers. So when it comes out in like two years, you are all welcome to just walk right in. The place is yours. Get as many drinks as you want to, etc. Max says, I would really love it if every or if every or every second hotel room looked different. I mean, one looks like Tatooine, one looks like Hoth, etc. Well, you know what's funny? That is actually a concept that George Lucas came up with at the Skywalker Ranch. If you visit the Skywalker Ranch at the the hotel, what is it? What do they call it? Uh, the Skywalker Inn, I think. If you visit the inn, every room... Hold on, someone is knocking at my door real quick. One second. Oh, it's my buddy Pat. Hold on, guys. We're going to skip to a commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Okay? Hang tight. Listen to a word from our sponsor, and I will see you really soon. Thank you so much for watching. Today's video is sponsored by Audible. Audible is an online audiobook and podcast service that allows users to purchase and stream audiobooks and other forms of spoken word content. And because you listen to my show, I'm going to give you a 30-day free trial to Audible. Just go to the link in the description below, www.audibletrial.com slash hauntalksfirst. My resolution this year is to read more books. They make you smarter but they can also bring you closer to the things you love, like Star Wars. Now, if you're like me and you try to get your hands on every single Star Wars book you can possibly find, then you probably have the same problem I do, shelf space. But it's not just about that. Audible is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. Audible has everything you need, audiobooks, Audible originals, podcasts, and more thousands of titles and you can listen anywhere anytime on your phone on your computer in your car and they're always launching new content and it's less than 10 bucks a month with the audible plus plan but like i said you can get 30 days for free with the link in the description below www.audibletrial.com slash han talks first it's time to start listening my friends link below enjoy look at that i am back here on time thank you audible for sponsoring today's episode and go check out the link if you guys are interested in getting a free uh, uh, trial. So anyway, sorry about the delay. Um, anyway, I think we were... I forgot what we were talking about last. But oh, the Lucasfilm Skywalker Ranch uh, aesthetic. So each room is actually themed after a different type of movie. So there's actually a room that is about Akira Kurosawa films. There is a room about like The Godfather. And there is, of course, a Star Wars room. Things like that. So yeah, if they implemented that into like the hotel that would be really cool i don't think they're going to do that though i don't think that's on their checklist but that is a very good idea and i could i would wish they would would do that rex says that it's okay i feel daddy lucas is going to save us <laughs> well you keep you keep uh you let me know what daddy lucas is thinking okay i i want to <laughs> daddy lucas that's kind of kind of funny um Oh, Lilu. That's yeah, that's the girl's name from uh Fifth Element. Thank you, Lilu. And 
that's what I was looking for. Thank you so much, Darth Chaco. And Mi- Mi- Mila, is it Mila or Mia? Mia Yakovic, Sith Care Bear. Thanks for letting me know. It was bugging the crap out of me, so I appreciate it. Yeah, I was joking about the comment with the door. <laughs> it's okay, Max. I, I got you. I got you. Ryan recently said that his trilogy was still on. Oh, he did. Oh, he did? Recently? Really? Uh, by recent, I mean four months ago. Yes, Ryan said in February that his trilogy is still on. Well, there you go. There's your answer. If it's still on, it's still on. I, I, I've, I'm not sure. Um, uh, I, I don't. Where I think that was from that Twitter, that Twitter girl who did like the private interview. Is that what you guys are talking about? I, I did never read her like questionnaires and stuff. I don't think she publicly released anything. I think she just put out tweets. But there's your answer. I guess it's still on. We'll have to wait and see for updates. So you know what, Max? You might be right. Maybe next year in 2022 we will get to see Ryan Johnson return to Star Wars Celebration. Only time will tell. It's nice, Rex, but I'm not huge on the USC sets. Oh, I see. Rex is asking, should I get the Republic gunship? Are you talking about the Lego? The Lego one? That is sick. Let me see if I still have a photo. I do not have a photo, but I know what you're talking about, and it is sick. I think you should get it. Unless you're talking about something else. In that case, I have no idea. Anyway, getting back to the Star Wars Hotel, and then I got to get out of here. The thing about it is, what do you get with that price? What do you get with $6,000? What do you get for that two-night stay? Well, you get one drink voucher. One drink voucher for $6,000. And I guarantee you, it's probably not alcoholic. (laughs) It's probably a coke a diet coke a diet pepsi something that nobody wants to drink a diet zero pepsi and sorry for all the pepsi fans out there uh what else do you get with it you get a trip to galaxy's edge you get valet rather than a a standard parking which you still have to pay the valet person ridiculous and you i mean you get to go to galaxy's edge but yeah that's kind of cheap already it's inexpensive in itself why would that's not worth the price of staying at the hotel Now, one thing that me and Chris, my girlfriend, had discussed talking about what would make that price worth the experience is if you had things like Jedi training, like if you were staying at the hotel and one evening you get to go down to like this dojo and you sit with like a a sensei or a Jedi master and he teaches you the ways of the force. He teaches you how to use a lightsaber. You do um, augmented reality training with a probe droid that shoots lasers at you something like a VR experience, like the Vader Immortal, things like that. Or like if you got to, you know, do meet and greets with the actual fucking characters of Star Wars. Because when you go to Disneyland, you don't get to meet Darth Vader. You don't get to meet uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca. Well, Chewbacca's there, but you're stuck with only the sequel characters. But it'd be cool if you could meet everybody, uh, people from the prequels as well. But also if they had like screening rooms where you can go and you can actually watch the film with fans and react to it. Um, If they had themed areas of the hotel like Dagobah, like Hoth, if they had rides in the hotel for that type of price, you would expect that you're going to a theme park when in actuality you're not. And there were other things that Chris had brought up that I have forgotten at the moment, but she had some really good ideas for the park and you know, a, a lot of it had to do with like, what can you get out of that price? What would make six thousand dollars 
worth it to go to this hotel. And I think if I'm correct, this is going to be in Orlando. And, you know, for a lot of people are going to travel to visit this, this hotel. That's, that's a huge price to pay to go to this. And like, like Josh was saying in the chat, their, their audience is the 1%. The 1% that probably doesn't even care about Star Wars. Now, could this be a Tesla situation where the first couple of years, the market is for the 1% and then they will lower the cost so that other people get a chance to visit the, the, the park? It could be, but they haven't advertised that unlike Tesla had. But again, my biggest concern is the familiarity of it. There is nothing Star Wars about it except for the door, like Matt point, Max pointed out, <laughs> the door. Uh, make sure if when you guys go to uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser that you get photos with the door, the door to the hotel room, because um, people are going to want to make sure that you have evidence of you, you know, leaning in the door frame like Han Solo would, because that's the only part that is <laughs> Star Wars there. But anyway, this is kind of, you know, a random tangent off of this. But for you guys, my question is, and what I want, <laughs> Darth Chaco. <laughs> For $6,000, I better get a cuddle with a Wookiee. <laughs> uh, dude, that's totally worth the price. Any Wookiee or does it got to be Chewbacca? I don't think it would matter, right? A big old cuddle party with a, a Wookiee. $6,000 for a Coke. Now they got me. I will be there. <laughs> Just joking. So yeah, that is that is my question to you guys. For any of you watching after the live stream. In the comment section on social media, let me know what would $6,000 be worth to you if you went to the Star Wars Hotel? What do you want to get out of that? And of course, there's more to talk about. Maybe we'll read the article tomorrow. But like I said, we will be back tomorrow with another episode because there's tons I want to talk about. Tons more I want to talk about with the Disney, uh, all the Disney stuff that's going on uh, with, with Star Wars, with Marvel. There's tons to talk about. And I hope you'll join us tomorrow. It might be at noon. It might be later. I'll let you know a little bit later in the in the day if you follow me on Twitter. Subscribe if you haven't. Like this video. It helps out so much. And uh, thank you guys for being here. If you're an audio listener, be sure to follow on Spotify, rate and review on Apple because it helps out so much. And of course, I get to hear more from you guys about your comments and stuff like that. And uh, we will be back tomorrow to talk more Star Wars. So thank you guys so much again. I will see you very soon. And now, my friends, somehow, someway, somewhere, this week... May the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.